Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everyone. This is FLA Cat Talking Podcast. This is your host, David Rodriguez, with my co-host, Ryan Keelan and Kirby Lupul. Ryan Kirby and Action Packed. Last few days for the Florida Panthers. We'll start with you, Ryan. I know you were with me at both games. Good to see hear from you again. How are we today? Yeah, exciting, exciting times to be a Panthers fan right now. Um, you know, they clawed all the way back and we're in great position to make a playoff spot. Um, the last two games are probably the two of the most exciting games of the season. It's good to see that the comeback cats are officially back. So I'm I'm doing good. How are you guys? Yeah, I'm doing good, Ryan. Um I got a lot to break down on the New Jersey game when we get to that, but I know we're going to get to that Montreal game first and that historic first period that David's going to break down for us here. But um, yeah, I've been cautiously, cautiously optimistic on our playoff chances here and percentages, you know, uh, of this recording. Now our percentages have gone up quite a bit. So pretty optimistic about this team, but um, you know, I've seen good trends with this team here, David and Ryan lately, Um, not even these past two games, but you know, just over the last few weeks here in, some positive trends and hopefully they continue. Yeah. Like you said, Ryan, exciting last few games for sure. Kirby. Uh, I think we could say the comeback cats are starting to maybe peak their way finally into this season after, of, uh, I think we were Oh, 22 and two and uh, going into the third period um, trailing. So the homestand was really nice for us. I think we got at least three come from behind wins in the third period. And like you guys said, that Montreal game, a historic First period, to say the least, for not just us, but including Montreal's three goals, those 10 goals in that first period, I think matched uh, a career NHL record or was like second all time for most goals in the first period. And Ryan, you're normally late to the game. So thankfully, <laughs> you, were, well, yeah. you, weren't, you weren't late to this one because had you been five minutes late, uh, there would have been already five goals scored. So you made it on time. Like we said, seven goals from the Florida Panthers in the first period. I mean, we knew that the Panthers had good success against Montreal. The first game, we beat them seven to two. The second game, we beat them six to two. So to be at seven to three already uh, after the first period, I know it was giving Kirby the heebie-jeebies because to have 10 goals in the first period, he's like, what in the world am I watching right now? So... Kirby, I, I know you were you're probably kicking yourself everywhere, you know, seeing seven goals. I mean, seven goals our way, but three go in our net for sure, right? Yeah, some people came into our spaces and after and said they were a couple minutes late, so I'm glad that Ryan wasn't. But uh, my Barkoff is uh, Montreal's daddy tweet that always does good. Uh, this time I'm always saving up those Barkoff stats um, against the Montreal Canadiens, but it wasn't just Barkoff. On that evening, it was all the Florida Panthers. You know, Ekblad had two goals. Verhage had two goals. Uh, Kachuk had, oh, one of his quiet four-point nights. Um, Barkov had uh, two assists against the Canadians. So, yeah, it was just crazy to see, um, you know, the Panthers to go down early. Um, they've been down early in a lot of games lately, not just one goal like they were with Montreal, but we'll talk about, you know, the Devils game and other games where they've been down two goals. But, yeah, just to kind of see that, and you mentioned, David, I think it's second all-time in history 
uh, those seven goals in a period or in the first period on um, the records eight. There's a yeah. bunch of, there's about three or four teams tied with seven, but yeah, it's something that the fan base has kind of wanted this year, David, and they kind of got it there. They didn't get the 10, of course, we want 10 chance that you guys were probably yeah. hearing in the building that night, but it's something to bring fans back to last year, but also like the greater picture that, you know, this team is scoring a lot of goals. They are putting a lot of shots on that. And it's just nice to see, start to see the results here in the second half of the season. Guys, it was frustrating when it was three to three, but then we scored the last four, uh, four goals of the first period. The the funniest thing, like what you said, being late to the game, there was a guy, I don't know what the score was at the time, David, Mm -hmm. but the, the couple in front of us that sat down with like 10 minutes, 10 minutes left. I believe it was like four to three or five to three. He had no idea the score and he looked up at the scoreboard and he like turns to his uh, girl or whatever it was and girlfriend, wife, whatever, and says, and just like opened his eyes super wide and was like shocked. <laughs> yeah, he thought there's a malfunction with the scoreboard. Yeah. Or something. yeah. I think it Chuck even said it after, if you were, you know, 10, 15 minutes late stuck oh. in traffic or wherever, you probably missed one of the most exciting first 10 minutes of hot in hockey history, 10 goals in the first 10 minutes and 33 or eight goals. I'm sorry. In the first 10 minutes and 33 seconds. So, but David, you two being in the building, were you guys worried with that game? I'm always like, it's Montreal. Like I'm not worried. Like, well, however we're playing, I'm like, they are going to self-correct this. It's funny you say that Kirby, because Ryan, I think the score was four to three or five to three. And the over under was 11 and a half at the time. And he looks and he's like, oh, it'll, it'll tighten up. It'll tighten up. Don't worry. <laughs> I remember Ryan saying that. Yeah. So he takes the under 11 and a half when I think, like I said, it was either five, three or something like that. Yeah. And no, said, it was like four, three. It was four, three. Yeah. And Ryan go, oh, it'll tighten, it'll tighten up eventually. And then bang, bang, bang. Three minutes after that, the Panthers had seven and, uh, Montreal was stuck with their three. If I was sitting there with Ryan, I would have been laughing so hard. Oh, yeah. He, he, <laughs> he's he, tighten up. he keeps me entertained with those uh, those live Just out of the blue there. comments, right? It's like two, three, four simple words by Ryan. Oh, no, no. He's, 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 he tries to sneak his phone to his left and tries to do a little something while I'm trying mm-hmm. to watch the game. Because mm-hmm. it's normally uh not you know yesterday against the devils he was oh, i'm gonna take the devil bah, bah, bah. So, that was a joke so he, he keeps me entertained with those <laughs> don't back. bury the lead don't bury the lead here david wasn't uh wasn't this the game that ryan uh threw the rat on the ice very impressive oh, yeah. throw ryan yeah didn't no, know you I were lefty. david said i you've always talked about this but i didn't know you were true lefty like i thought you golfed maybe uh, left but i didn't know you threw left i i kick i kick uh righty and i i write oh with my right hand so weird i, I write with my right but i kick with my left that's weird yeah, that you throw with your left i'm like but kirby that that rat did not have a lot of uh a lot of weight on it so it was tough but if if that was a full-sized one oof, i could have hit i could have hit the middle of the huddle if i wanted to mm-hmm. you, you kind of it, it kind of went i want to i think there, right? try that you went towards the crease there right that throw yeah, I was just trying to get it somewhere, you know, middle of the middle of the ice, close to them. I I knew I couldn't reach them because it wasn't, you know, David's uh, center ice, and you know they're all the way at the net. So I I didn't think I could hit him because there wasn't a lot of weight. I'll get a, I'll get a big rat, and I I'll try to hit him after one game. I think yeah. I can make that happen. But that was an impressive throw by you, Ryan, because people don't understand. Like you don't have room like on a baseball field. Like you're up there on an elevated surface. Right. You don't have a lot of room to throw. Like that was a great throw. Yeah, like on the step too. I'm like moving down, you know. So yeah. it was a tough throw. But we're gonna Ryan... have to add that into the rotation of content post game uh, celebratory Ryan rat throw because there were people gonna... asking for it. How many right, times Ryan cameos? Does? Every time it'll be different. He'll be wearing something different. different you like the creep. Face. 
<laughs> you like the creep. You'll grab someone. You'll grab someone that's walking by into the frame. You know, you'll do something <laughs> different each time. It'll be funny. Yeah. So you know, the homestand was looking good after that Montreal game, but we knew the toughest game was to come in New Jersey, and a lot of people penciled this one as, "Oh yeah, the Panthers will drop some points here." Uh, you know, if they can at least get those first four wins at home and then maybe squeak out a point against New Jersey, it'd be a great homestand. And it was looking that way for sure. I think the Panthers started off okay. They were playing really well in the first period, good five-on-five hockey, not much, you know, penalties to say the least uh, in that first period. I don't think there were any. So both teams feeling each other out. I felt like the Panthers, you know, dominated the majority of the play in the first and then I was telling Ryan, you know, the Panthers are going to need a bounce. They're going to need a bounce here in the second period to get a goal or something because Schmidt was playing really well. I think we peppered him for at least 20 shots in the first, uh, you know, 25 minutes of the game or so. Um, but we saw Nico Heischer get a shorthanded goal. Uh, don't want to call anybody out there, Kirby. I know you were talking about Bobrovsky's positioning maybe being a little off on that goal, but uh, I told Ryan, just let that puck go on that Montour little bounce. I know he was trying to keep it in the best he could, but yeah. uh, he normally does pretty good on that. Not going to lie, but it just. But know, that's caught. that's on the power play, David. It's not five on five. So you want to hold the right. line when you're on the power. Oh, play, yeah, right? yeah, but, for sure. For sure. You want to hold that but, line. But a slapper like that, you know, it's you got like a 50 50 chance of stopping it. But uh, it just came off wrong. And Nico, he sure took it two on one. I think Kachuk tried his best to get back. But um, yeah, Kachuk, not the lucky. fleet of foot either. Not the fleet no, of foot very, either. Very slow. <laughs> right. You know, I'd like Forsling coming back on that play or someone like right. that. You know, Kirby, if you're did, playing did, a two D. Did you know Nico is one of David's probably least favorite player in the league? He has, I think, yeah, he, has he gets on, he gets on Heischer and Sebastian Aho. Uh, yep. So, so he <laughs> was like. He was like, "Oh, Nico, you know he sucks, blah blah." blah. But he's he's you know he's gonna score tonight because because whatever I don't like him or something. So that was funny, and and yeah. I looked at him as as Nico was on the breakaway, and and I looked, I'm like, "Yeah, this is gonna be it." I said, <laughs> and he did. "I said, yeah, it. I his his, his, soft. his Nico Heischer and uh, yeah, Sebastian Aho are my Mitch Marner and Eric Carlson." And uh, I was thinking about Eric Carlson this morning, actually, before this. You're recording. always thinking like, about him. He could end up a Florida Panther, and I just do not know how to react to that game in, game out. But let's not go down that path this early <laughs> morning. Yeah, bounce that went New Jersey's way early in that second period. Shorthanded goal. I know New Jersey's one of the best special teams teams in the NHL. Uh, they don't take a lot of penalties, and they don't, but they don't draw a lot either. Uh, I think Goldie was saying they had only allowed two power play goals in their last twelve games. So that's that's crazy, crazy stat that Goldie said. And then Jesper Boquist got again a crazy sequence of events that happened. It looked like Barkov hurt his hurt his hand or something, and then they shot. Montour the made a save. Mark Stahl was laying on the ice. Yeah, Bobrovsky was scrambling around, hit the post, swept it off the line or something. Then I think Bobrovsky saw that Mark Stahl got hit in the head and was like trying to attend to him for a second. Wait and... a second. They have two players named Jesper. Uh, Jesper Boquist, and then and I, don't know, if, I don't know if it's Jesper or Jasper. It, that's oh. impressive. Yeah, they have wild. Jes- yeah, yeah, they do have two Jespers. Jesper Boquist. Two Jespers, Jesper. all right. And their last name both start with B. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was a crazy sequence from in the, on that Boquist goal. Just, just and Bob didn't around. have a stick on that. Bob didn't have a stick on that one, I think, either. It was a crazy. Yeah, it was just a crazy bounce and. Uh, beautiful pass by Severson to find 
uh, Boquist who roofed it. But yeah, two nothing against one of the best third period teams in the NHL. I don't think they had lost the game all year uh, when leading in the third period. So an uphill battle, and it all started off of El, who else? But El Capitano uh, getting that goal <laughs> in the third period. Oh, Again, right. another crazy goal right there that probably nine out of ten times doesn't happen. And thanks to Mark Stahl's head this time, uh, it kind of caught Montour's 30-foot-high shot that uh, would have hit probably the awning if it would have hit <laughs> Stahl's head. Hey, he was putting a lot of shot attempts towards the net last night. I respect Oh, yeah. That. I took him at, at uh, a couple shots on goal for – my, uh, I think he had four so. shots at that point and probably had seven or eight attempted shots, Brandon Monter. Yeah, Gold, Goldie loves that stat. Uh, oh, Panthers lead on 50 shot goal, shot, goal, shot attempted goal shots. Attempt. That's a oh, bad I miss stat. all that. I miss that one. I don't get it. Yeah, it's a bad calls. stat. Yeah, he always says it during like the intermission. Um, like they do like a recap of the period, and he always loves it. Oh, yeah, Panthers got 50 shots. 50 to 31. <laughs> they lead the Devils. That's what it was last night. But like, yeah, but the Devils lead if it doesn't hit the net. Exactly, right? Exactly. So Barkov got his 18th. Barkov got his 18th on that goal. And then a guy that was heavily criticized after that Winnipeg game, and for sure he should have been missing that open net that could have given the Panthers the extra point. Reinhardt got a nice tip again from Montour, that kind of uh, sneaky shot pass that he has that Reinhardt beautifully deflected. Uh, to make it 2-2 on the power. We point. haven't had a lot of those goals this year, you know, from our forwards, those little tip deflections. You know? And if it is... The Hornquist spot, too. And, yeah, and Reinhardt's pretty much been the, the leading guy on those tips, at least attempts. Outside of Kachuk, of course, that gets in those, you know, you're going to talk about six-inch and closer areas. But, uh, <laughs> no, it's a yeah, foot. We, <laughs> I think David was writing that today, this morning on the Discord. <laughs> Yeah, so Reinhardt got his 25th, kind of those a quick power play goal. Just Barkov won the draw, brought it back to Montour, passed it over uh, to Verhage, I'm sorry, who passed it over to Montour, just took a quick shot that uh, Reinhardt deflected. And then less than a minute later, who else but Matthew Kachuk gets his 32nd within his patented now nine-inch range of, of uh, I guess, stick length, we, we, can, we can call That's it. <laughs> Ratko what Gudis. a beautiful plat pass by Gudis on that. Yeah, play. I was just about yeah. to say a beautiful pass from Gudis from his blue line to just in front of uh, New Jersey's blue line to hit Verhage's tape. And then Verhage, great backhand saucer pass to find Kachuk wide open and a quick uh, forehand backhand move to beat Schmidt. And the stadium blew up, I think, after that goal. And, and Kachuk's reaction was one that kind of – uh, caught me off guard just how excited and pumped up he was yelling at the bench as he skated for his fist bumps there to get the celebratory 3-2 lead and then yeah. David I'll just add David I'll just add on that goal for all the new age hockey fans back in the day that would be no goal because that would be the old two-line pass there yeah I think Gudis was inside his blue line there so that was a beautiful stretch pass you just don't see those like extended stretch passes all the time like stick tape to tape there that and I'm glad I'm glad you shouted out the rule change because our boy Gary Bettman was in the <laughs> was in the was in the building cheering on the cats. He had his his little uh, jacket that had the All Star Game patch for the. I he was game. cheering them on. I don't know if he was cheering them on, but I he think was excited. That's allowed. I think he was happy the crowd was into the game. Seventeen thousand in the arena, uh, pumped up. Sitting right game. behind you there, David. Yeah, Denny Potman was in the arena too. So. Uh, nice to see Bettman there cheering on the cat or not cheering on the cats, but just enjoying the South Florida weather to say the least. What do you problem. think he was there for? 
Well, I saw he was talking to Matthew Caldwell Vacation. for a little bit. Yeah, probably for some time off, escape some of that uh, colder weather up in New York or whatever, wherever he's at these days. So, Do you think uh, he's talking about the outdoor game next year, a little bit about the All-Star game this year? Maybe. I know he was – I'm sure they were talking about the new facility that they have coming up for the in Fort Lauderdale, oh. the progress on that. He he was here for – the GM meetings were like five, six days ago, so I guess he's still sure. here. Yeah, I don't blame him. It's a beautiful 85 degrees right now in South Florida. Yeah. So. Not gonna lie, he, he picked a good time to come <laughs> to come down. So, yeah, and like we said, Reinhardt was able to get the empty netter to wrap up the game. So, a five one and one homestand. I think nine out of ten. I think you guys would both agree that you know we maybe could have gotten an extra point, but just based on how some of the games went, and, you know, third period uh, comebacks, you know, you're happy to get eleven out of a possible fourteen points to say the least. Right? I want to I want to give a shout out too. Go ahead. Ryan, you give a shout out because I'm going to go off in a second here. So you give your right. shout out. Perfect. So I'm going to I'm going to actually shout out um, Alexander Barkov. So last night, him playing, not even like scoring or, you know, his assist, but playing how he played like that's how I envision Barkov should play every single game. And he would be a top 10 player in the league. Um, he was throwing his body. He was hustling. I saw him give a little smile after a goal. Even in warmups, he looked like he had a little hop. Me and David were talking about. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know. I, I want to give a shout out to him for if he plays like that every game, we're going to be one of the toughest teams to beat next next year. So good good for him throwing his body a little bit, not being soft. David on the Barkoff front, don't you think he's been coming around lately? I know my co-host on Spaces, Cody, and I have talked about that. You know, even on one-on-one calls this week and saying, you know, we've seen this. Barkoff kind of progression come around here of late, not just over these last two wins, but just kind of his two-way play and just being more engaged shift to shift and mm-hmm. so impactful coming through the neutral zone with speed. You know, those zone entries are so key when the Panthers haven't had Bennett and Barkoff in the lineup. Yeah. And, you, and like I've always said, the little things that don't always pop up on the stat sheet, you know, I like to, you know, point out during the games and just, Hey, look, you know, that, that little chip on the blue line led to that offsides call or the little, bump pass or the little uh you know block out to create the the space for whether it's for Hagee or Reinhardt or whoever it is just to break out it's just little things that again don't pop up on the sheet on the sheets but uh that create good opportunities not just offensively but put us in a better defensive spot so yeah I like that from Ryan I think the Panthers and like we said the Panthers out hit New Jersey 39 to 20 in the game and I was saying it to Ryan, and I think you picked up on it, Kirby, too, in the first period, that the Panthers are really taking it to New Jersey, trying to uh, body them up, you know, finishing their hits, getting under Nico Heischer and Jack Hughes, who are kind of smaller players, making them uncomfortable. And, you know, to hold those guys to only one point, and that one point short, came shorthanded, was a very valiant effort from the team, the whole team overall. So, like yep. we said, you know, the analytics were always looking good for Florida, and it looks like especially during this homestand uh, and with a couple of comebacks to say the least, you know, the, the paper's starting to look a little bit better and I'm, I'm not seeing as many fire Maurice tweets out there, guys. I don't David, know. this is what I was going to get into. Should I save this for losers of the week and make a special <laughs> appearance at the end of the episode on this? Cause no, I go go ahead. you can take it this week. You have to take losers. Take of it the right week. now or save it for losers of the go week ahead. at the end. Whenever go we're ahead. done. Go ahead. Oh, go <laughs> ahead. Okay. Yeah. David, I want you to jump in on this because I had a lot of doomers in my DMs. We saw it on the Discord game day chat. You see it all over Twitter. I had DMs coming into me when the Panthers were down 2-0 and like, 
Kirby, this is how the Panthers should be playing, the New Jersey style, you know, the, the Maurice stuff, this is his fault, all these things. So, you know, sometimes I don't get to my DMs right away, and these are like delayed messages. And I was saying in the Discord chat, in our game day chat, I'm like, the way the Panthers are playing right now in this game against the Devils and how they've been playing lately is is great hockey. And it's like not yeah. getting the results, not getting the things, but I'm like, hold in there. And people are like, Kirby, I don't have your faith here tonight. I'm like, they're out playing the Devils. I think outside of maybe four, five, six, seven, eight minutes in that second period, they were the best team. And this is a yep. Devils hockey team that a lot of our fan base, David and Ryan, have looked at because they're like, Andrew Brunette's coming to New Jersey. This is the style that we should be playing. I thought the Panthers dictated pace and play all night. Um, they weren't just getting shots on net, like the Marie shots from outside that we were talking about earlier, David, but like slot chances, really good opportunities and opportunities where, you know, their goaltender, got to give him credit, credit here, Schmidt played really well, but he kind of turned into a pumpkin before midnight and the Panthers yeah. were able yeah. to get to him in that third period. And that's something that I think this Panther team has deserved this year in efforts where they haven't won games, one where they've lost games, one nothing or two to one. Um, you're starting to see like, the stars show up and if people are going to be critical of Maurice and the stars of our hockey team, David, they have to, you know, give credit to where credit's due and Barkoff showing up late, yeah. Kachuk showing up late. You're seeing Maurice led hockey team play really strong for the opening five minutes. And you're seeing them, especially of late play really strong in those last 10 minutes of games. And that's when winning time is. And this team is winning games right now when they need to and pulling these games out. So a lot of doomers, I don't mind people being doubters, but there's a difference between doubters and doomers. And like you said, David, you're seeing a lot less of it on your Instagram and Twitter feeds lately with how this team's playing. And, you know, probably even playing a little bit above than what we thought they would, David, digging themselves that hole. But now coming out of it and really the advantage is here for the Panthers and fates in their hands now. Yeah, absolutely. With with the homestand just being so... uh good for us it puts us pretty much right in the thick of things if not with the upper hand right now on the islanders and the penguins penguins have struggled as of late islanders are still doing pretty well not gonna lie but uh, we've known that they've been a bit of a if, if they don't get the goaltending that they need then they're gonna struggle a little bit they can't really outscore their opponents to say the least so like we said five one and one at home uh, Kachuk in those seven games had 13 points back on track to be over 100, if not shatter his 104 uh, point mark that he had last year. Verhage with eight points in those seven games. Barkov with a big 10 points in six games. He missed that uh, that one game against Nashville, but six games, 10 points from him. Montour with 10 points in those seven games, and then Reinhardt with six in those seven games. And we got to shout out Bobrovsky. I know he's looked. He was a bit of a stretch where he was a little bit shaky, especially during Montreal and against Winnipeg. But in the five or in the seven games that we had at home, he was five, one and one, six point, uh, 2.68 goals against, which is very, very respectable with a nine Oh two save percentage. So Bobrovsky's picked it up. You know, he was really good in February and he was been relatively decent here in, in March. So if Bobrovsky can still be playing like this, even though we know, uh, the backup might be able to get a few games here with some back-to-backs and stuff like that. I think the Panthers are in really good position here to uh, really make a run at this thing, guys. And we haven't really talked about it too much. And, you know, we've talked about the Panthers just being around, being around. But now with, what, uh, 13 games left, I think the Panthers have to be considered the favorite now to at least get a wild card spot. I, I think you guys could agree with that, right? Right. Uh, we're, I mean, we're still, we're still not the team in, so I don't know if we're the favorite, but I, I think we're going to, I think we're going to take it from the Islanders. I, without Barzell, 
I don't think that they're going to last. So I don't, I don't know what the rest of their schedule is like, but I, I think we sneak in by like one or two points over the Islanders. Both teams playing well right now. The Panthers seven two and one, and the Islanders six three and one. And now the Penguins coming back down to earth here too. They're on the a slide, Rangers, right? The Rangers helping us out, which yeah. I did not think was going to happen, guys. Uh, <laughs> taking both games from Pittsburgh there in regulation, so that was huge for the Panthers only to be like, as of this recording, one point back of them. And just a shout out on the Kachuk front, um, Canada's own Jackie Redman, who works for the NHL Network now, you know, um, made a big up here in Canada on the Score Network. She did a really good feature video on. Kachuk that was like about a four five six minute video and it was on Twitter you can probably find it on Instagram so really breaking down um the Panthers season last year versus the season this year with Kachuk this year the Flames without Kachuk this year is a really good breakdown of the entire video um trade and kind of where the Panthers were last year versus where they're at this year so recommend everyone to go check that video out by Jackie Redman yeah and I know Kirby you were saying that Kachuk oh yeah he's still on that top three top you know top two mm-hmm. uh, MVP uh I guess conversation and yeah, me and Ryan were doubting you for a little bit and it looks like he's put himself right back in that conversation for sure. Leading the Panthers now with 92 points in 66 games. Uh, you know, he's, but he did need to get hot. I did say like, he does need to heat up because he was like one goal in 12 games there. Like when, when I was talking about that on that past recording. So he's kind of brought up that point projection again in totals. Um, but just impactful points, David, right? Like big clutch points that, you know, people are going to notice the the league voters are going to notice those situations of how he pulled that game out against New Jersey for sure. For sure, for sure. And like we've said, we've we've been pumping his tires all year, and there just continues to be moments where he surprises us. And yeah, we've we've kind of noticed now that his skating isn't the best, but uh-huh. I think he makes up for it more than more than anything now uh, with his points and his goals and his just his leadership on the ice as well. You can see it uh, as well. So. Yeah, obviously a very successful homestand to say the least, but with a busy schedule ahead, you know, times are looking good, but there's still a lot of work to do. We've got to go to Detroit. We've got to go to Philadelphia. Then we, come, then we come back home against Toronto and New York Rangers for a weekend game. So a lot of tough games. I think if they can at least get points in three out of these next four, I think we'll still be in relatively good shape moving into the last, you know, two weeks of the season. So not sure if guys, you guys want to see anything different from the Panthers, or you think that if they continue playing like this, then they should be fine. All right. Yeah, know. just I think I think we gotta definitely need five out of eight in these next four games. the The second half of this, these next four is going to be tough, but I think we definitely need to beat Detroit and Philly, and should even though it's a back to back, we're all healthy now, and uh, I think Lion is starting on Tuesday, right? I believe that's what George Richards said. Probably probably lined up like that yeah game. so I, I think we get two next next two games are wins and then i know toronto i guess plays i think the penguins next or the islanders are the islanders so we got a root for the uh mitch marner and the maple leaves kirby your boy <laughs> yeah and guys there's not going to be a many as many breaks here with these like three four days off the panthers are going to be going pretty much to the end of the year and even with this extended homestand they just had i kind of added up the remaining games left it's mm-hmm. pretty equal to home and road games remaining so even with the panthers getting like what was it david eight of nine home games they still have kind of like a split home and road schedule so that's that's a big favor for the panthers especially when they have a game or two in hand as well yeah for sure and like we said the the first half of the season was very road heavy and in the last since the beginning since the beginning of january i want to say or the middle of january 
we've had a lot more home games than road games, but now those have been made up. Now we've got two, four, six, seven road games and six home games remaining. So kind of split even like you said. So probably the next time you guys hear from us, it'll be after these next four games, after that New York game on Saturday, the 25th. We'll definitely be back and there'll be another big road trip when they uh, come back from that New York, hopefully a win. And then they've got at Ottawa, at Toronto, at Montreal, and then at Columbus before the last five games of the season. So hopefully the next time you guys hear from us, it'll be after that 25th game. We'll be just talking about maybe some playoff matchups and seeing where we are uh, in that wild card race. And hopefully we're holding a position by then, guys. But uh, anything else you guys wanted to mention before yeah. we sign off? I, I got something for Kirby. I mean, Kirby, I want to hear your prediction for Gonzaga, Miami, and FAU after you doubted FAU last game. So I want to hear your three. Let's do the two South Florida teams and your uh, Bulldogs. So let, let's hear it. Wow. Okay. Um, it's not as much as I was doubting FAU, but it's that I really believed in Memphis. And again, that game came down to the buzzer there. That was a really interesting game. Those uh, FAU really battled on the boards there. Um, I think that was key getting some of those you know, 50-50 balls, um, like we talk about in hockey, those 50-50 pucks. But I'm um, looking at it right now. Um, I really feel good about your Hurricanes, Ryan. I do. I thought they right. match up well against Indiana. Indiana's really big inside, but they, they don't have finish. So, you know, Miami's got to shoot the ball better in, in this uh, round of 32 game versus what they did against Drake. So I, I, I feel good with Miami. I know they're the slight underdog there. Um, FD... FDU and Florida Atlantic, like Florida Atlantic, they get a nice draw here playing a 16 seed. They're oh, looking yeah. like favored by 15 and a half. I just think um, F- FAU, they're moving into a bigger conference next year. They're going to be ready for this. Fairly Dickinson, you know, you can't underestimate them, but you know, uh, I would definitely lean to FAU. I don't know about the f- minus 15 and a half. And you saw Princeton uh, pull another upset last night against Missouri. So you never know on that one. But yeah, slight lean to Florida Atlantic. And my Zags, I feel good there, four and a half. I don't know how exactly going to play out. TCU, they got some big boys inside, but they can't shoot the ball like Gonzaga. Gonzaga is the best offense in the country, and that's, you know, with 350 teams prorated. They're first in a lot of categories. So I'm expecting a good effort by them. I'm, I was hoping at most for a Sweet 16 Elite Eight appearance for my boys. So if they win tonight, they're there. I know they're a three seed. It's just a little bit of a down year. They missed out on getting a recruit from Arkansas that was big in their win yesterday against Kansas. So, yeah, I'm hoping good things for the two South Florida teams and for my Zags here tonight, Ryan. All right. Yeah, I think I agree with all three of those. I think FAU, Miami, and Gonzaga will probably win tonight, hopefully. Let's hope for the best. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of March Madness for sure talk going around Twitter and stuff like that. So, Always good to talk about that. Seeing some stuff from the World Baseball Classic. That looks like it's been really fun to to watch. So, yeah, a lot of not just Panthers stuff going on in South Florida, but a lot of, I guess we could say it's the capital sports of the world, Ryan. They've got the Tennis Open coming up Mm -hmm. here in Miami. They've got the World Baseball Classic here or championships here in South Florida. So Always is. Always a hotbed, especially during this time of the year for uh, maybe not normal sports that we could – follow along here on the, on the podcast. So like we said, excited times to be a Florida Panthers fan right now. Obviously the Maurice firing chatter has kind of died down. Uh, so we're thankful that uh, the Panthers are finally back on track, hopefully to, uh, to clinch a playoff spot. And I'm sure we'll be talking about that in the next episode, but again, we want to thank you all for listening. We want to thank you guys for being so involved in all of our 
uh, things we put out to you, the videos now and with the Discord and with the Twitter and the Instagram, all the things that we're involved in now, even a little bit on YouTube now. So we want to just say thank you guys for the support there as always. And Ryan Kirby, thank you guys for joining me on this great episode again. And hopefully you, you hear from us real soon with some more Panthers victories and stuff to talk about. So until next time, everyone, thank you guys for listening. And until next time, go Panthers. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down an all-major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Make your first bet and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.